Take hold. Engage. You are now entering the Cerebral Podcast. Thought of today comes from David Hasselhoff. Come on, I'm a television star. Nobody on television is curing cancer. I've had a great ride, and I'm very honored to have been in this business. I'm happy if I manage to affect people in a positive way. Joke of the day. What is difficult to find behind the scenes at Baywatch? Answer. Because it was the beach, I couldn't be certain about a curtain. In last week's episode, I talked about how I went from a Baywatch fan to writing some ideas for a Baywatch script. Because the show was sensitive to disability and trauma issues, producers were open to new ideas about disabilities and the beach. When I submitted my ideas for my crippled perception script, they happened to be shooting an episode with Mary Lou Retton and the Special Olympics. Although Baywatch later didn't use my script, the experience and exposure to working with TV producers reminded me of my experience with Sesame Street. In 1978, I was chosen through United Cerebral Palsy to appear on the show. You can hear more about my experience with Sesame Street in episode 5 of the podcast. Following the summer of 1993, after I submitted the Baywatch script, I took classes at Marist College focusing on broadcasting and TV production. I found a spot in a TV production club on campus. I handled some of the computer graphics and CG or character generator graphics. The CG graphics would appear below people in front of the camera during interviews and other events. I also became responsible for maintaining opening and closing credits. I thoroughly enjoyed working behind the scenes. After connecting with a disability employment agency in New York City, I ended up working in the online production area for Nickelodeon, the kids' TV channel in 1995. I worked in the online communications area on AOL and later the Nickelodeon and Nick at Night websites. Nickelodeon and Nick at Night were part of MTV Networks. At an MTV Networks company meeting in 1996, people announced that the MTV Beach House was collaborating with Baywatch lifeguards on an episode. That night, I went through a couple of boxes in my bedroom and found the telephone number for the Baywatch production company. The next day, I called the production company in California and told a couple of people there about my experience in the summer of 1993 and how gracious the production staff was. John Valente, who was 
one of the production assistants, told me details of the Beach Blast episode. He said it was a fundraising contest for the Special Olympics between Baywatch and the MTV Beach House. He also shared other episode details. In a follow-up conversation the next week, John mentioned that the producers were looking for door prizes for a different fundraising event. I talked to a couple of friends in the Nickelodeon Consumer Products Division about sending some Nickelodeon magazines, slime, smud, and other Nickelodeon toys to help with the Baywatch fundraiser. In a follow-up conversation, John invited me to visit the Baywatch set. The following year, in 1997, I traveled to California and spent one day of that California visit on the set of Baywatch. I was actually more excited to meet and visit with the production staff and the people behind the scenes. When they mentioned their jobs or what was happening on the beach, I rattled off many people by name. This was also helped by my previous experience and exposure with watching credits and keeping track of names on screen when I was part of the Marist TV Production Club. I did meet David Hasselhoff, who was extremely gracious, and he allowed me to tell him about a couple of my favorite Knight Rider episodes. I talked to him for about five or ten minutes and showed him a picture of Universal Studios in the Michael Knight cardboard cutout I had posed with in 1986. Another thing that I remember from that day on the set was that David Hasselhoff's nickname on set was Cookie. The whole experience was pretty surreal. In the summer of 1998, I got another opportunity to visit the set of Baywatch. By this time, I had left Nickelodeon. I talked to David Hasselhoff again, but the big highlight of my second Baywatch set visit was meeting executive producer Douglas Schwartz. I met him during the lunch at the craft services table. I thanked him for his commitment to disability issues and the show's commitment to disability issues. I also asked him to thank his wife, Deborah Schwartz. She had written my favorite Baywatch episode titled Shattered about Mitch Buchanan becoming paralyzed after a rescue. I was shocked by what happened next. He picked up the phone off the table, dialed the number, and handed me the phone and said, Tell her yourself. I stuttered for about 10 seconds before I rattled off some of the disability episodes she had written. After about five minutes, I handed the phone back to him and thanked him for his efforts on behalf of people with disabilities. I also asked him about upcoming disability episodes and suggested that I write a profile of him for the Disability News Service. The Disability Profile, more to Baywatch than meets the eye, was published in February of 1999. In addition to how Retinitis Pigmentosa helped Douglas Schwartz become a better director, the profile gave more information about a Special Olympics episode and a friendship between a hearing-impaired girl and an orangutan. I will include the article link in the show notes. My love of swimming started years before Baywatch. 
both swimming and Baywatch have helped me break through some barriers as a result, and I have become str even stronger. Combining different strengths and weaknesses in my life have helped me pursue and achieve personal goals and career goals. What kind of things in your life come in helpful with the activities that you do? Are there shows that you watch that further inspire or push you toward professional or personal goals? How can your friends or your family help you pursue personal or professional goals? Is there a TV show that has had a deep impact on your life? I hope you enjoyed the 16th episode. Thank you for allowing me to be a voice inside your head. I would love to hear your thoughts. Please share the podcast with someone you know. Also, please rate and review the show. You can listen to the show on Podbean, iTunes, and Google Play. The Zero Podcast is also now on Spotify. Thank you to all the listeners who support the show Facebook group. You can also email the show at thesurrealpodcast at gmail.com to send questions, comments, and ideas for the show. You can also follow the show's Twitter at the hashtag thesurrealpodcast. And remember, it takes effort to be vulnerable, be accountable, and be respectful in the way you treat others and yourself. You can be the biggest variable in your life when you take ownership. Now, take hold, engage in your world. You are now leaving the Cerebral Podcast.